Mulder, look, Colton plays by the book and you don't. They feel your methods, your theories are... Spooky. It's still real to me, damn it! Hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and I am the poorer version of Elon Musk, not trying to go to the moon, but trying to go to Mars. Hi, and I'm Chelsea, and I'm just a homie hopping asshole. <laughs> Oh my god, there's five people out there that understand why that 2003 reference is very yeah. relevant and very fun, and I'm a big fan of that. Just a little bunny rabbit, really, going from one. You know how it is. You know me, the homie yeah. hopping ass hoe. Yeah. That, um, I actually requested that the guy that I'm dating, I requested that that be my name in his phone. That's a good one. He did it for a while, and then it started to bother him. He was like, it was funny for like a week, but... Now I'm going to change it. Um, I think I'm Captain Sass now. Oh, Oliver's old sport in my phone. Really? Um, old sport? Old sport. <laughs> <laughs> I but love it. I had another one. It was uh, because there's, it's like old Shuck. I was going to be like, oh, and I'm old Shuck's lipstick because old Shuck's a dog and lipsticks are dicks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what gonna... Thank you for that. But I wanted to be more trifling than that. So I, I appreciated it. Your petty thanks. was delicious and I am fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, I wanted to break some news stories to you and then you are going to tell me about completely unrelated things. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't think we're on the same page with research today. (laughs) No, no, not even the slightest bit. Chelsea was like, I think we should talk about like, what is it? Like ghost dogs or something? Yeah. Black Black dog dog myth. The black dog, which I don't know if you were paying attention to the Facebook group. Colby, one of the mods, shout out to Colby, what's up? main homie mm-hmm. um was like favorite cryptids and or conspiracy theories and someone did post about like the black dogs oh my god i commented on it but i didn't realize that i was like a facebook admin for freaky geeks now so i commented <laughs> as myself and then i got scared and i deleted it and then i couldn't figure out how to post as myself but i said mermaids <laughs> <laughs> do you genuinely think mermaids are real uh, well, I would like for them to be real i think okay. that they're i believe in like aliens in the ocean and shit like that i get with that okay that's fair I appreciate the idea of a pretty mermaid, but if there is anything weird living in the ocean that's human-like, it's definitely not cute. Yeah. You know? I've seen that bacteria that, like, thrives off of no oxygen, light, or anything. It's scary as shit. Yeah, real pale bitch. Yeah. Just the depths. Right. It'd be fucking frightening. Um, But we're on different vibes today. Well, I wanted to be on the vibe of dogs, but then I Mm -hmm. jumped on Twitter and saw this whole thing happening which is kind of funny because this story is like more up your alley mm-hmm. but it's like breaking as we speak but i don't understand twitter so exactly I try. I try. chelsea tried to get on twitter for a moment and i will say she doesn't get on twitter often but when she does it was to clap back <laughs> it was it's that girl that youtuber who was yeah. abusing her dog yeah yeah that's chelsea tweeted one tweet in the last six months <laughs> And it was like something just delete about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> she just tweet replied to that dumb bitch YouTuber who beat the shit out of her fucking like Doberman mm-hmm. on camera. Yeah. Um, Chelsea just said delete yourself with yo yo, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And it popped up right to the beginning of my Twitter because Twitter was like, "This bitch hasn't said anything yeah. in a while that you follow." Literally never tweeted. <laughs> And I sent you a screenshot, and I was like, welcome back. Uh, I did try to reply to a tweet, but somehow it replied for my LinkedIn. How the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> there's, just, <laughs> there's just one LinkedIn comment on my page. It's just like, I don't understand Twitter works. And then it's just on my LinkedIn now. I don't know. 
Kelly. I thought it would help me get ahead. <laughs> it just makes you look like a boomer online. It I does. don't understand how the Twitter <laughs> works. Embarrassing. Oh my God. I'm so happy. Well, <laughs> Twitter is also where I found out um, that Spider-Man is done in regards to movies. Why? Can't wait to tell you. So, as we're speaking, um, Spider-Man is reportedly being pushed out of the MCU because of a, in quotes here, inability by Disney and Sony Pictures to reach new terms. So, Sony has held movie rights to Spider-Man since 1999. This was way before, like, Marvel mm-hmm. was coming out and doing anything with movies. Um, and Disney, according to Deadline Report, they were trying to renegotiate terms and basically said they wanted to split future Spider-Man movies 50-50 with, co-fin- with a co-financing agreement, which also meant 50-50 split in the profits. Sony said no. Disney said fine. Remove Kevin Feige, Feige, Feige mm-hmm. and, um, and Marvel Studios as producers of any future Spider-Man movies from here on out. So they're like pulling an X-Men. That's why X-Men, the X-Men universe has been completely removed. And that's why Fantastic Four films have been garbage. It's the same thing. Yeah. Because Fox, Sony has the rights. Yeah. So I can't believe Sony's willing to just not. Well, I mean, they can still make the movies, right? It's just they can't coast like Disney's not going to produce them or Disney. So MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is solely Disney. Uh-huh. Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and um, what do you call it? What's the other one? There's another one. But our own are still, and X-Men, yeah. are still owned by Sony from that initial good old Stan Lee selling off fucking shit that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That 1999 deal. And um, Disney, when Disney bought basically the rights to the Marvel movies. Sony and Disney have been going back and forth with negotiations. Yeah, because they obviously made Spider-Man movies. Yeah, but they've the Spider-Man movies were all Sony. Uh-huh. And that's why we kept getting like a new one every fucking five years, right? Yeah. And then Marvel and Sony finally, well, like the MCU slash Disney, specific, we'll just call it Disney for all intents and purposes because mm-hmm. that's where the money's coming from. Disney and Sony finally came together with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Right. And we're like, we mutually will benefit from Spider-Man being in, like, Avengers and shit like that. Yeah. So let's work together on this. And now that the MCU has basically set up Spider-Man to be the next generation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. They went back to negotiations Disney said, Disney slash Marvel said, give me 50-50. Sony said, fuck you. Disney said, then we're taking our producers for anything in the future, and you can pull Marvel off of all your fucking credits. And Sony said, fine. And that's where we're at right now. So as of this moment right now, Spider-Man is completely removed from the Marvel Cinematic Universe slash Disney. That is super bold. Yeah. But I guess now's the time to do it if you're going to do it at phase four. I, I don't mean, know if... I mean, that's a hell of a gamble. Isn't that just like... How rich do you have to be? Yeah. Disney saying 50-50 is fair. That's fair. I agree. I do agree. Because that's even... 
a better split than what the comic creators get. Yeah. They don't get 50-50. Well, also, it's Disney's producers on the film making yeah. it good, making it, like, this kind of stable thing that people well, want to see. Disney owns the parent subject matter. Yeah. So I wonder if now they can make the argument that if Sony tries to rewrite any of those storylines, they can hit them for ripping off yeah. Disney content. Yeah. Like... You can't do one more day, Spider-Man, or you can't... Which is one of the best. Yeah. One of the best storylines in Spider-Man. I think that's, like, definitely why Spider-Man, for those who, like, read the graphic novels and shit, is, like, a re- the most relatable yeah. character. But then... You can't... They're gonna have to come up with a new story. Well... Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna work. Like, Fantastic know. Four has been so horrible. Hot garbage. Like, notoriously terrible, but X-Men got good. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. I heard it's terrible. It's bad. Is it? Yeah. It's not good. So, like, Disney's trajectory with the MCU is on the rise, and Sony... Sony's fucking dying. Gambling. They're doing a huge gamble, because Sony on its own has, like, probably, what, a similar reputation to the DCU right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Fantastic Four is on par with the Justice League movie. Both yeah. terrible. Both terrible. Like, a little bitter. I saw them in theaters. Actually, I don't even think I saw Fantastic Four in theaters. Fantastic Four is one of those movies that gets shown for free on Fox, like, every Saturday. Yeah. On repeat for a whole entire right. 12 hours. And you're like, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through, but I've seen enough of it to know that it's bad. I hope Sony brings back Tobey Maguire. Oh, <laughs> the last true Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire. Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I know. I'm clapping off the beat. <laughs> <laughs> like, Twitter was like Sam Raimi Spider-Man fans rolling their eyes at the news. Because, like, that's the same shit that happened. Like, that's literally yeah. what happened after the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. This whole fucking legality finances bullshit. And then we're fucked once yeah. again. But I think people are afraid um, for Miles Morales in the future. What's going to happen? And that's that gray area, right? That's that gray area of is Miles considered Spider-Man property in which Sony owns? Or is Miles now considered a part of the MCU? We don't know. I mean, at least he was immortalized in the multiverse before they completely fucked it over. But yeah, there's so many Spider-Man characters that... Mm -hmm. tough that is tough that blows my mind i know that's like just a hell of a gamble from sony thinking that they have the ability and the content because the venom movie trash not good and i fucking love tom hardy oh my god i love tom hardy so much and i like venom i haven't even seen that movie trash hot garbage i kept thinking like oh my god i need to go see it i need to go see it i need to go see it and now i just don't know it's the type of movie that you watch on a plane for free yeah. Like that is so fucking bad, dude. Oh my god. Well, that's the thing that gets me about all of this is like Disney has more money than God. Yeah. Like as far as like content, Disney is God. Disney can pay for anything oh, and everything. They have a finger in every pie. Right? Every pie. And it's like Sony has the only thing consistent about Sony is their ability to shit the bed and make garbage fucking movies. Even if they were to take a 50-50 split with Disney on future Spider-Man projects, that 50% is bigger than anything they've ever done combined times 10. Marketing, they could tap into so many different aspects of the MCU with like joint marketing stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't understand why they couldn't keep their deal with Disney and then create other... Who knows? Deals. Like, 
who knows? But as far as it looks right now, we're never going to get, like, the Spider-Man Deadpool thing that everyone's been wanting. Yeah. Which has been, like, kind of hinted at and set up for. Um, We're not going to get potentially Miles Morales. Yeah. We're not going to get, like, I mean, spoiler alert. Tony Stark dies, kind of leaving Spider-Man at the helm, and now that's it. We're done. Bye. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with Tony Stark being dead, but that sucks that Spider-Man isn't going to get it, his chance. I mean, I guess we have Captain Marvel, who could Mm kind of take over. I'm trying to think of, like, what spunky teenager is going to fill that. Yeah. None. But isn't it just so... I just think that kind of puts things in perspective. Like, everyone felt that Avengers was, like, this... not just, like, national, but, like, this world event, right? Like, we'd all been waiting, and we thought that, like, we were all together in this, and, like, not just, you know, your nerdy cousin who's been reading graphic novels since they were five, but also, like, your neighbor who plays football is just as excited about it. Yeah. Like, it was a whole entire, it was a world event watching this build-up to the result, Mm -hmm. and we all thought that we were all together in this, and then these two fucking goddamn billion dollar, trillion yeah, dollar companies just sitting at a boardroom arguing over millions of dollars and billions of dollars because they want a billion point one versus a billion flat. And they just said, fuck everything. Yeah, like, they don't. it's not about the fans at all. It's no. always going to come down to the money. Absolutely. But it's just like kind of hilarious to me to think about it in that perspective that like this the buildup of like Avengers has been this global phenomenon and yeah. we were all like the future of the MCU is now phase four is like this brand new thing can't wait and then these billion dollar companies just said fuck you yeah I mean I'm not worried what Disney's gonna do at all because no. they fine. have the entire universe to pick new a new character from mm-hmm. I mean yeah, people love Spider-Man, but people really didn't love Guardians of the Galaxy until they made a movie about it. And yeah. I had, like, working at the comic shop for years and years, I had zero holds for Guardians of the Galaxy ever. Mm-hmm. So all Disney has to do is, like, throw a dart at a comic wall and then they can build up an entire new character. Yeah. And be fine. Oh, a thousand percent. So, and they haven't done anything with, like, She-Hulk. They haven't done anything... Mm-hmm. Uh, with, like, the Deadpool universe. I mean, they could do the multiverse or, like, the Spider-Verse with Deadpool. With like Yeah, with, like, Gwenpool. Yeah, they really could. I mean, they can go in a different direction. There's, like, the Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. Or is that DC? That might be DC. Is it DC? can't remember. Anyway, I, don't I, I don't know. But there's a lot. So uh, Sony kind of pigeonholed themselves, I think. Yeah. A thousand percent. It's just funny. That would have been... That's their cash cow, and they said, fuck yeah. you. I wonder if, like... They were holding a little grasshopper, and they're like, well, you could take the grasshopper. Why not? <laughs> they couldn't get it. Oh, my God. It's just like, I also love the big dick energy where Disney was like, fine, okay, then here. Yeah, just like fucking take it. See you if in you 10 don't want, years. Yeah, if you don't want to make this deal, then take our producers off of your movie and continue to make shitty movies. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, and they're not going to... I mean, I feel bad for Tom Holland, but... Yeah. I feel... That's... So, when he I got told his, you... He got to be on with Captain America. He's gonna be fine. I hope. That's what I sent you. I told Chelsea not to read her phone, because I sent her all the screenshots of this happening live, and then I said, don't read it, I'm gonna tell you about it. But I did send you a tweet, and it was um, Tom <laughs> Holland 
after reading the news about Spider-Man, and it's yeah. that it's the same drag queen that does the and uh, ooh and uh, uh, ooh. It's her being like Jasmine Masters. Yeah, Jasmine Masters. <laughs> it's her being like, "Hello, Taco Bell, are you hiring?" <laughs> that's Tom oh, Holland right now. Oh, no, that's so sad. It's fine. Zendaya's thriving. Um, yeah, you know, are Euphoria is one of the best fucking things on HBO. Yeah, he can go to Netflix or whatever. He could do something. He's fine. He's, He's okay. a talented young. He dances. People like that. Yeah, he can be the next uh, Hugh Jackman. Just a Broadway baby who becomes a superhero. That would be fun. Be I would fun. like that. Maybe a little baby face. Um, before I go into Elon Musk and the moon, have you watched Mindhunter? No. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, my God. I Do you know the- David Fincher? Is it the thing that it's about? I watched, like, the first <laughs> six episodes of season one. Okay. Well, let me just put this in perspective for you. David Fincher is the most talented man in the world. He did um, a little film you may have called, you heard called Zodiac with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is the best true crime movie that's ever come out in the last 20 years. He has done, as far as TV goes, House of Cards. He has done, God, what else? I wrote a list of all my heroes. Panic Room, Gone Girl, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I saw Panic Room. Seven. Seven? He did seven? Oh my God. Oliver. (laughs) Like he's a fucking prodigy, right? Everything. Have you seen Gone Girl? No. Oh my God. (laughs) If you were. I haven't seen Zodiac either. Oh my God. I'm the book one. I read the books. Gone Girl was a book and the book is just as amazing as the film. I read comic books. If you want to be bamboozled harder than if you, you thought M. Night Shyamalan did something to us in the early 2000s. No, watch Gone Girl. I read the Wikipedia. No. Before, and then I don't ever see the movies. I read the Wikipedia. I have never had a physical reaction to a movie. But now I know what it's about. You don't. Ooh, Bitch, I do. Don't. You do shit on <laughs> Wikipedia? Don't. You're going to look me in the fucking eye and tell me I don't get gooped from Wikipedia? <laughs> don't read it. Don't read it. Um, so anyway, he's a fucking prodigy. And Mindhunter is a, the Netflix original. It's about the two original FBI agents who created mm-hmm. the, um, basically what I would call yeah, the... Like criminal profiling, right? Criminal fo- profiling. Specifically, they're the ones who coined the term serial killer. Yeah. They're the original ones who started interviewing repeat offender, you know, yeah. serial killers. And the first season is them interviewing a few serial killers. Second season is them trying to find a very particular one. It's just the most... The second season just came out, like, over the weekend, and it's fucking mm, delicious. That was me doing Italian kiss hands. (laughs) Compliments to the chef for this delicious meal. It is one of the best. So, like, Glow, which, please tell me you've seen Glow. Oh, my God. The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. For someone who's getting into fucking WWE and you haven't seen Glow. I watch tv so infrequently and mm. the stuff that i do watch i don't know if i want to admit it out loud say it say one brett michaels rock of love bus <laughs> oh. i've been streaming it not bitch <laughs> bitch i watched all of rock of love from the beginning from season oh. one to the point where they got to rock of love bus so i watched it in a winter oh it's entertaining i tried to like google shit on brett michaels to hate him mm-hmm. sweet as a bird wholesome man I don't know about that. I don't know if you've seen the first season and second season of Rock of Love where he is the most sexist, horrific, garbage person. Like, he... so we went to watch it as a romp and then we heard him making comments and like, yeah. this was, 
this might be like a lot for some listeners, but so sorry. Don't mean to. This was when like Shane and I were secretly dating, so we couldn't be out in public. So all mm-hmm. we did was watch Rock of Love from season one to current, and we were watching it like with a group of friends. Reactions from the crowd being like, "Oh, you can't fucking say that anymore." Yeah, but. Man, when that one girl, Ashley, said she wouldn't be friends with the other girl because she wore brown lip gloss, I think I would laugh for like six minutes. I mean, that's relatable content. (laughs) You watch Rock of Love Bus, so you saw them do pussy shots. Yeah. Fantastic TV. I heard one of the girls on it uh, had a stroke, like the one bitch who just left. I went on a Mm. deep dive. That makes sense. Did you hear about Megan, the girl Megan? Megan was a millionaire yeah, and a serial killer. The dude killed his wife. Bro. I was listening about it fucking today. Bro. Oh, you. Okay. We should just so, talk about Rock of Love. <laughs> so Megan from Rock of Love, she got her own spinoff show called Megan Wants a Millionaire. Mm-hmm. And it's the same concept, that same formula of early yeah. 2000s shitty dating shows. Yep. One of the top three dudes in the middle of filming. So she had already like picked yeah. him. He was arrested by the FBI because he killed his wife, butchered her into tiny little pieces, put her in a fucking suitcase. They had to identify her by her breast implants. Yep. Because he chiseled off her fingers, knocked out all of her fucking teeth. Yep. Yep. Guess what you cannot find anymore? Any fuck. I was watching that on TV and then it just disappeared. Yeah. <sighs> Gone in totally the fucking gone. wind. He won another show that was like called I Love Money. He was the winner of that too. Dude was a serial... Reality show contestant, dude. I love it. It's so you. I've tried so hard to find the Megan Wants a Millionaire because, like, we watched. So we started with Rock of Love, and then we went to Flavor of Love, mm-hmm. which is the Flavor Flav version. I mean, of I that. like to watch New York super compilations. I love New York. I can't watch. Well, you gotta. That's the timeline of it. You start with Brett Michaels. That's how it happened. And then it went um, Flavor of Love. And then from that was the spinoff for New York, who because she was from there. And then from her, the dudes who were pieces of shit on her episode came G's to Gents. G's to Gents is where fucking Riff Raff came from. The rapper, you know, I want to blow up and act like I don't know nobody. Mm -hmm. That guy. I love that guy. That's the fucking timeline. It's my shit. Have a reality show episode. I don't even think anyone's ready for the longest I'm time. I'm sure everyone turned it off by now. I know. They're like, fuck this. But I if, think... you're, if you're still out there, find Megan Watson Millionaire. You can't, man. <laughs> I've tried so hard. The deep web. Go on 4chan or something. It's probably there. Yeah. Also know that up until recently, my like bios used to say rejected Rock of Love contestant. It's a good one. And everything. Now it says semi-professional conspiracy theorist. You know, because yeah. we grow, we adapt, we learn, we change. Mine's been the same from MySpace. I am the hero that Gotham deserves. It's not like Roar X- XD. No. Chelsea, Chelsea did my, actually send some um, revealing pictures to the group chat of her being oh a scene Oh my god, kid. yeah. I was super seen. I might just put that as the picture for this week's episode. Just me covered in the blood. I remember uh, I remember the fake blood that they used because it was for a music video. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa, flex on us. Okay. Yeah, right? It was for a music video and they used corn syrup and I had so much corn syrup in my armpit that it was... And it's, like, sticky and painful. So I was just, like, licking it out. And, like, as the night went on, I got slightly more drunk and licked more and more of the, like, corn syrup off of me. The early 2000s weren't good to any of us. I was smoking. I sent you that picture of me with yeah, a cigarette. Yeah, she was smoking a cigarette. That was so cool. My hard black eyeliner. It's tough. Tiny little eyebrows. Your eyebrows were so tiny. They are right now still. They've never come back. Neither no. of mine, to yeah. be fair. Well, we're leaving at 5 in the morning to drive to Tahoe, and I am so sad about that, mm-hmm. that these are my protest eyebrows. 
That's fair. I'm making Oliver look at how ugly I really am. No, I enjoy it so much. If I can't have eyebrows, neither can you. That's true. So, welcome. Okay, I'm going to tell you about Elon Musk, and then you're going to end on dogs. Yeah. This has been chaos, and I enjoy it so much. absolute chaos. But I, I needed to tell you this. So this is from Business Insider. Elon Musk hails Newt Gingrich's plan to award a $2 billion prize to the first company that lands humans on the moon. Okay, are you ready? I need you yeah. to listen in. I'm this fucking... is almost a like a proposition to you exclusively. Okay. Elon Musk on Monday evening tweeted his approval of a plan spearheaded by Newt Gingrich to offer $2 billion to the first private company to land and settle on the moon. Gingrich's propo- proposal, first reported by Politico on Monday, was cooked up by the former Republican House Speaker and a varied cast of characters ranging from NASA's advisors to a former publicist for Michael Jackson and Prince. I hate this timeline. I hate whatever fucking timeline we've landed on. I hate it. Yeah. Um, The idea is to reduce public spending on space exploration by providing private companies the cash initiative. In the past, putting permanent housing on the moon has been estimated to cost between $50 billion and $500 billion. The plan says, according to Politico, but several private companies have developed moon programs on their own dime, so we are now in a position to buy transportation and housing from private American companies at an unbelievable drop in cost. According to Politico, I literally feel like I'm reading a bad sci-fi fan fiction. This is from Mm -hmm. Business Insider, okay? Stay with me. According to Politico, the plan says the cash pot could be split $1 billion to the first company to land a roomy comfortable human base on the moon and one billion to the company that can set up and run that base one of the plans architects told art Teca that he argued for the pot to be expanded to five billion this is a great idea must tweeted in response to ours technica's report on the idea gingrich's plan to Gingrich's plan mentioned Musk's SpaceX, Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin, Boeing, and Lockheed Martin. According to Politico, President Donald Trump hasn't given an opinion on the plan, though he has expressed frustrations with NASA, who aim, <laughs> of course, whose aim is to return astronauts to the moon by 2024. They have to. They have 24 years to get the shit together. Um, NASA Administrator Jim Bernstein said in June that the project codenamed Artemis would cost somewhere between $20 billion and $30 billion. Trump has questioned NASA's ability to meet this deadline in June, tweeting that NASA should not set its sights on the moon, but on Mars, which confusingly described the moon as part of Mars in the original tweet. <laughs> Trump granted NASA a budget of $21.5 billion for the fiscal 2019 year, up to $800 million from 2018, in May, NASA and the White House requested $22.6 billion from Congress for 2020. So. I hate it. In <laughs> I think that when you privatize science, mm-hmm. you're going to get... We're, we're looking now at the Jetsons theory where you have all the fucking rich people living up in space and the Flintstones down on the ground living Bro, in the dark ages. Yeah, it's District 9-ass shit where yeah. the rich live on fucking the yeah. moon and the rest of us yeah. who can't afford Absolutely. the million dollar plane ticket on Jeff Bezos's fucking yep. goddamn spaceship gets stuck here. We're stuck here in the pollution. Mm-hmm. They're gonna cause this fucking nuclear holocaust and peace out. 
You know what the funniest thing is, though, is that, like, conspiracy theorists have been joking about how Elon Musk is planning to put all the rich people and all the smart people he likes on fucking Mars. And uh, we were just off by a percentage. It wasn't Mars. It was making colonies on the moon. Yeah. And they are for real about it. Like, that's real-ass money. Look at what happened when we privatized prisons. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to get all these crazy for-profit. This is just... This is science fiction horror. I know, dude. It literally is. Like, when they mentioned uh, Jeff Bezos in there, like, Amazon guy, it's going to be fucking Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk making, because it's two companies, right? They want one. That's how they're being fair. It's the first company who physically gets you there, sets it up, and then the one who can run it. So it's going to be Elon. Look at this. Think about this. one-two punch. It's going to be Elon Musk taking us through SpaceX to the moon, and then what is everyone talking about right now? Amazon's warehouse capabilities and how yeah. meticulous and well put together they are. That's the base. One That's what's testicle on mm-hmm. the same ball, ball sack. sack of bullshit. <laughs> it's, I literally feel like I'm reading horrible fan fiction about the year 2020. And I know that I just spent the last two weeks yelling about NASA, but that is the enemy I know. And that <laughs> is the enemy that I want to keep close to my heart. Yeah. I don't want the powerful elite. I want mindless scientists who are serving the lizard people. (laughs) I feel you. But that's where we're at, man. That's it. NASA can't do it because they never have. But you know who can? Alien ass fucking reptile Elon Musk. (laughs) I hope the greys shoot them out of the fucking sky. As far as I'm concerned, Elon Musk is in bed with the aliens. Yeah, he looks a little weird. He is. Not to face shame. He looks a little. He looks a little hot, just quite hot. Uh, what was the term they used in the "I'll Be Gone in the Dark" book? Uh, he looked a little moon-faced. Yeah, flat. It's like how I imagine like someone's face would stretch out if they're pushing their head through like a slightly small tube. Yes, and just like Wah! his skin suit was a size too small. Yeah, like uh, who is it? That guy from Men in Black. Yeah, <laughs> literally that. <laughs> I just fucking hate this timeline, man. I fucking hate this goddamn timeline. I hate being right about everything all the fucking time. Just prove That's me wrong rough. for once. Just, just you know. Also, the fact Elon Musk was dating Grimes, who is also an alien who makes music oh for aliens. Yeah. If you need more proof that they're fucking reptilians. Didn't we see her, con- see her together? Yes. We yes, did. we did. <laughs> That's we when sh- Alex got so drunk and was yelling at the poor Uber driver. You bet. You oh, better believe that's times. exactly that night. I got into VIP that night. I don't remember much of that night. I'll be real with you. Not much. Oh, that was a good time. I'd assume yes. (laughs) Um, Okay. So anyway, I wanted to upset you by that. And then you're going to tell us about black dogs. We're going to take a slight pivot. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) pivot. Just pivoting. Pivoting. (laughs) We're going to quick pivot. Okay. Black dogs. I don't, okay, I don't understand, first of all, right off the jump. I'm lost. Are we talking, okay, here's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about black dogs. Chelsea sent me her notes and I didn't even look at it, I didn't even open it. I didn't read the shit you sent me either, bitch. It's okay. <laughs> She's like, I sent you notes. I was like, Just, I think you sent me something this morning. And I was like, later. <laughs> I'll look at this later. I was so fucking busy at work today. Hashtag overwhelmed. Same, dude. I was there for 45 minutes yeah. after the clock. I was like, why is this happening? I hate my life. So. It was rough. I'm, I'm about good. to be surprised. Okay. But the one thing I want before you get into it 
It's not about dogs that are black. It's not like a black cat thing. It's not right. like black cats are... No, these are supernatural don't... for sure. Cool. Okay, here we go. Or maybe they're not. Oh, great. <laughs> so, black dogs. Mm-hmm. Their folklore originated in the British Isles. They have some roots in Celtic and Germanic, but basically they are a supernatural entity that has tons of sightings around the world originating basically in Great Britain. Um, white people shit. It's white people shit. They appear at transition areas, so like roads, bridges, crossroads, grave entrances, mm. things like that. Like the Mothman. Yeah. And um, they have a lot of different renditions of them, so they're not always like an omen of death, what have you. There's some that are white, like there's spectral hounds in Welsh mythos called the Anun. That sounds about right. <laughs> Spelled A N N W N. I had to look up how to pronounce A-N-N-W-N-N-N-N. that. A N W N N Anun. Okay. Um, they're ghostly white. Ears were red. Um, That's weird. Well, it's because the Celts associated red with death. So mm. this was like preceding black being bad. Of, of the the gothy. Yeah. Um, and they originally were thought to serve as familiars for witches and warlocks, like before even cats. Mm. Um, they have also appeared to lost travelers and young girls, and it is literally one of the oldest myths in British folklore. So one of the earliest appearances of them was in August 4th, 1577. It was called the Dog of Bungay. It was also known as the Devil at the Church. It broke into a church and killed three people at St. Mary's, and it was disguised as a black dog, but the marks that it left upon the door were scorch marks, and they're still there to this day. What? If you go to this church, there's, like, a black dog at the top of it, and... Like a painting? Like, um... Like a rooster thing that they put, like a wind oh, thing. Oh, like how Moroni is on the temple? Yeah. Got and it, it. Like when the wind blows, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got it. But it's this, like, creepy black dog, and um, people are like, yeah, it's a symbol of Satan. I'm like, we're kind of putting a symbol of Satan on their church. But apparently after this, like, people were so fucking scared of the devil mm-hmm. that everybody started going to church. So it was actually a miracle. If you scared motherfucker, go to church. Yeah, they were real scared. Um, there was a black dog of Newgate which appeared before executions. And apparently a warlock was killed and eaten by other prisoners because they would just put him in the dungeons and starve them. Nice. And the dog came and killed all the prisoners. And then whenever there was an execution to be had, it would kind of show up again and just linger around. I love that. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was like really cool because a lot of the stuff that was like, it's like been put into tapestries and into the history of it. So it's mm-hmm. the black dogs are just accepted because they're not really creepy, supernatural looking. I mean, like a white dog with red ears isn't that strange. A black shaggy dog isn't that strange. Um, some of them say they smell like smoke, mm. smell like coal, like sulfury. Yeah, with and kind of hellhound with shit. red eyes. Yeah, they're little. They're hellhounds. That's another part of the um, of like the myth behind the black dogs. That's tight. Uh, there's another one in New England. Another sighting was the Bridgewater Triangles in the 1970s. The cops lit this dog up with bullets and nothing happened. It just ran off and disappeared. Jeez. No blood, nothing. Very Jeez. skinwalkery shit. Um, in Meriden, Connecticut, uh, if you see it, that black dog there once, it means joy. If you see it twice, it means sorrow. And if you see it three times, it means death. 
Um, in Belgium, 18th century, a large black dog with red eyes was running around terrorizing people. In Bologna, a dog wrapped in chains would wander the fields at night. Um, in the St. Germain area, there's the Dando dogs, which is like a black fleet of these evil dogs that just terrorize the countryside. Are they really evil or are they just like fucking mad when people like eat people and stuff? Yeah, apparently a priest owned the Dando dogs and he made a deal with the devil and got dragged away by the devil. And then the d- Satan just used the dogs and like converted them to little demon things. I just want any any devils out there to know that I'm so willing to sell my soul if it means like I get a new nose and a boob job. Like, take it. It's yours. Or I don't know where like I have to dog. sign. Yeah, also, also that. Um, the earliest sighting that I could find was 856 AD in France. Jesus. People it, were writing and reading back yeah. then. <laughs> this dog appeared in the middle of a church and disappeared. I love that. So, Ivan Butler is a folklore expert. He has collected over... 100 reported sightings of these dogs. Um, So some of his reported sightings were a Coast Guard at a beach in Norfolk noticed a huge black dog with a shaggy coat on the beach. It was like wandering around like it was searching for something. And then it literally just disappeared. Um, It didn't go into the water and it didn't run away or he would have seen it. It literally just like vanished like into a mist. Um, As soon as that happened, he told his colleague who then died like within the week. And then he told his father who died within the week. So, apparently, um, what you're supposed to do if you see a black dog, like mm-hmm. like a hellhound, is you have to wait one year and one day before you tell anybody about it, or the people you tell will die. Whoa. That's a very specific rule. Yeah. Um, That's weird. There's another lady named Brenda Bartram who was walking to the post office with her sister at night, and she saw a dog that she had just assumed was, like, her neighbor's dog, so she went to grab it. And it, like, shrunk in size to, like, the size of a house cat as she tried to grab it. And it scared her so bad that she's, like, in her 80s now and she won't go outside at night, period. Jeez. I mean, that's probably for the best. 80-year-olds shouldn't be outside. Yeah. Um, So the main name for these kinds of dogs is called Old Shuck, Hmm. um, which surprisingly had, like, a lot more about Old Shuck that I could find instead of Black Dogs. Huh. Because it's, like, I guess a more directed name. Um, but there's different kinds of these hellhounds that appear and they've been put into pop culture a lot. So Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes, the mm-hmm. Hound of Baskervilles. Some may remember the Wishbone episode. Oh my God. I loved Wishbone. They did a Wishbone episode about this. Um, oh Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula turns mm-hmm. into a dog mm-hmm. and Harry Potter has Sirius Black. Oh, who they originally thought was the Grimm. So they're not always evil. That's one of the things. So... Um, and they're not always just, like, a black dog. So Cerberus is one example of a hellhound, the mm-hmm. dog that guides people from the supernatural or from our world to the supernatural of Hades. And that's kind of the thing that's the most um, relatable between all these different renditions is that they are the gatekeeper of supernatural. Um, so there's the black shuck, uh, size of a horse. Sometimes he can appear headless, haunts graveyards, Yikes. crossroads, dog. I know, headless. That freaks me the fuck out. Like a dog with no head running around. Um, But sometimes he can accompany lone women and make sure they get home safely. I feel like I feel like someone just got on that Wikipedia page. It was like, click, clack, really quick. Click, click, click. Gonna make this a fun little happy story. (laughs) Um, So that's like more of a coastline uh, sighting of him. And then there's... Barguest, which is a Yorkshire sighting. So I guess that's more central England. I I don't don't know. know. 
me either. No England. Uh, huge eyes and enormous teeth. They prey on lone travelers, and they are a shapeshifter, so they can turn into headless man, woman, rabbit, or white cat. Specific. Yeah, guy trash, North English, hang out on roads, lead travelers astray. Um, there's the church grams. They're mostly Scandinavian. They enjoyed loud noises, so church bells. Huh. Um, and then Garm is Norse, so they guard the gates of hell. So that's kind of like a really quick overview of the black dogs. And so I tried to find more recent things about them and like if anyone had ever seen them and if there was ever a like accepted deal with the devil perhaps because the hellhounds are like the basically the I don't know they're the dogs of Satan the mm-hmm. little Lucifer dogs so the thing that I found that was actually really really cool was Robert Johnson uh super famous blues guy kind of like between 1936 and 1937, he recorded 29 songs that are still considered to be some of the most influential in blues music. Um, he died only a year after he recorded them, perhaps a year and a day. He was only 27, and he was not talented from what anyone remembers. So he used to go to these blues houses, and actual blues masters would be playing and then they would go outside to take their breaks and he would take their guitars and try to play them and he would just sound terrible mm-hmm. and people would be like get off stage like you suck you suck and it was so bad that he kind of like got ran out of town and just disappeared and so when he disappeared for he like was just gone for six months literally mm-hmm. didn't tell his family where he was going there was we have no idea where he went during that time um and one of the guys his, he was a blues player named Sun House. um said that he was at the blues place one night when Robert Johnson comes back in Mm -hmm. and he has a guitar and they're all teasing him. They're like, oh, you're going to like assault everybody's ears again. Like, where have you been? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't really say anything, but he's like, I want to play a song. And he gets up on stage and this guy who is like a no nothing guitar strummer goes up and is immediately recognized as one of the most influential blues musicians of all time Hmm. within the span of six months. Uh, And then... There were rumors that were going around that he used to practice in a graveyard so that other people couldn't hear him. And then the devil came along and he sold his soul. And uh, he would talk to people like, they were like, oh, how did you get to be so good at guitar? And he'd be like, oh, if you want to go, if you want to be good at guitar, you take your guitar to a crossroads before midnight and you wait for the devil to come. And crossroads are like so tied in with like the hellhound and the black dog lore Mm -hmm. that it was like so immersed in this one um like just theory about this guy and most of his lyrics talk about it like he has like a hellhound song he has like devil songs and they're just like very dark and before his time like in the 30s like people weren't singing blues about making deals with the devil Mm -hmm. and his death also fueled the rumors because he was crawling around and barking like a dog the day that he died fun And some people are like, oh, it was definitely poisoned and all this stuff, but they don't really know how he died. But rumor has it that the devil sent his hellhounds to collect his due. Mm -hmm. And they actually even did a supernatural episode about it, which I didn't even realize. I had, after I was finishing the research, I'm like, oh, this sounds like that supernatural episode. And then I went and I looked, but it's the same thing. And it's like, if you even start typing in like Robert Johnson, like it will pop up with like deal with the devil or like hellhounds. 
and stuff. So it's like this, there's no way this dude could become one of the best blues players in history in six months when he had no that. musical talent whatsoever. I love that and so much. A year after, like a, or a year and a day, the hellhounds come back to like collect on a, his deal with the devil. That's so fun. Isn't that fun? It is fun. I also yeah. like the idea that like someone was so bad at playing guitar that they got ran out of town and it wasn't like practice and force of will and no. the need to not fail that made him good. Mm-hmm. It was selling a soul to the devil. Yeah. Which I think is the easy way out. So Oh, hundred percent. In only a year. That's like cheap. But his legacy lives on. Like Yeah. Um, and I listened to his Hellhound. Did it's you? on YouTube. Yeah. I listened to it. It's does it, does fucking it creepy. Yeah. Should I, I'll put it as the beginning. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be the beginning. I'll put it at the beginning of this episode so we can all listen to it. Yeah. And it's, feel creeped out. Um, especially after, like, doing all the black dog research, like, listening to that at the end of it and, like, listening to his story. I love Wibbly that. Bimbles. I love that so yeah. much. I hope yeah. that hellhounds are real. That would be cool. Yeah. And, like, like... Oh, and then another thing with the black dogs is you don't always have to see them, but you'll hear them, which is, like, super creepy. And those, there's, like, regions where people are like, oh, I've been followed home by a dog at night. And they're like, oh, did you see it? They're like, no, but I can feel its breath on me. And they can feel, like, the the pads of its feet and, like, the chains, but they're not seeing it. And it's, like, the same experiences with people over and over and over I would again. not do well in that st- I would just chase it. I would be like, oh, my God, a dog. And then yeah. I'd go find it. Well, especially it. just being a girl, I feel like. All the stuff that I was, like, looking through, they aren't really targeting women. So, like, the women who saw the dogs, Mm -hmm. like, that little girl, it just shrunk and ran away from her. And I have, like, 50 other um, reported sightings on here, but some of them is, like, a lady saw a black dog in her backyard, and it just jumped over her six-foot-tall fence. Mm -hmm. But she could hear, like, the chains, and Mm. they just leave women alone. Women don't start wars. The the hellhounds don't want anything to do with us. Yeah. We don't start wars. We just love puppies. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. You know that I've been hearing um, running across my roof at night. Hellhound. But it sounds like. Or an alien. Okay. I'm so, I'm being so serious. And I thought I was going crazy and I was like, oh, my anxiety is finally manifesting. (laughs) Um, But the guy I was dating was here and he was like, did you hear that? And I was like, thank God you fucking heard it too. And he's like, yeah. And we laid in bed in complete silence, put the bars on like the sliding Mm -hmm. glass doors and heard what sounded like some a human running or something on four legs running. Like hard or thumping. Or human running on four legs. Or human running on four legs. Creepy. On the roof, loud as fucking day, dude. And it was like from like one in the morning until like three nonstop. You could like, you could feel the vibration of the roof from them running. Yeah. And part of me was like. We need to get a camera up Definitely, there. exactly. Go check it out. And the other half was like. If you open that fucking door right now, you will die. Like, no. it it was so real. Bitch, are you like, a Slytherin or are you a fucking Cufflepuff? I'm a Slytherin in that um, self-preservation is the number one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, text me. I will come over with my lightsabers. I'm we'll so, dude, if I hear it again, I'll record it because it Do sounds it. like, it sounds like a demon running across the fucking oh roof. God. It. And I was so happy when he was freaking out too. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not." It's just the solidarity of not dying alone. 
I thought it was the solidarity of just having your not knowing that hallucination exactly like validated. being like, oh my god, it's yeah. not mental illness. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, or it's shared hallucination, or it is a shared hallucination. Yeah, there's just a either way, slight, it's fun. It's isn't a good it? time. It's, it's a just, good memory. Uh-huh. Genuinely, I was like, oh my god, like this is for you know when like something so crazy happens, you yeah. kind of like the shock makes it feel manageable. Mm-hmm. It was like at my old place when I heard I was home alone. Nikita and Apollo were in my bedroom, pitch black, and I heard a full-grown, because that house was so creaky, all wood floors, I heard someone enter the living room, walk into the living room, and then I heard them running down the hall, and I was preparing for my death to see a person in my doorway, and both of, like, Nikita and Apollo stopped and looked into the hallway, acknowledging the sound as well. I thought I was about to be killed by a crackhead. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It got to my door, full sprint. Stop. Nothing. Not a single... Not, I didn't see a damn thing. That was like when I was uh, in high school. I sent this in once as a creepy pasta. Uh, we read it. When I was like doing my hair in the way that my parents' house is set up, I could do my hair in the bathroom. And if I leaned out far enough, I could see past the upstairs kitchen down into our living room. Mm-hmm. And I heard like... Like I thought I heard my our dog and so i'm doing my hair and i'm like zach's quit it and it's kind of creeping me out and i'm like zach quit it zach quit it and then i hear like down the stairs and then our garage door is like and i'm looking at it this way and i turn and i see out of the corner of my eye fucking zach asleep in my parents bedroom and there's no way he could have like he would have crossed my line of sight because Mm -hmm. there's you have to pass the bathroom to get in there oh i sat outside on the curb girl i bet you got to fuck this like I know exactly what you're talking about too. That like that pitter, like da, 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 it's da. like it's either a human or it's like those four. Yeah, the it's four. like yeah. Oh, it's either a human running on two feet or something on four running at you. Yeah. Either way, it's not great. No, it's not a great thing. It scared the fuck out of Zach too. Mm-hmm. It's not good. No. So, I have a demon on my roof, and I, mm-hmm. I genuinely, because you know I'm so close to State Street, I was like, oh, this is just a crackhead who just got on my roof and is like, woo woo woo. I love crack. I mean, I feel you. I, too, live close to State Street. Yeah, you but... know. But it got a little supernatural in the speed in which yeah. it was running from side to side. And that's where I was like, because I was joking. I was like, oh, it's just a crackhead who got up on the roof and is having a good time. And then it got spoopy. And I was like, yeah. oh, maybe <laughs> we you should put salt. the bar on yeah, the door. We got to salt the entrances to your house. They can't cross the salt barrier. I, if, what if it's a fucking alien and it doesn't abide by the rules? Well, we already know how to fight aliens. You just put on sticky perfume. That's true. I drink vitamin C and abort their babies. I have been drinking so much vitamin C. I do have to get Dollar Tree perfume. Okay. Stay safe. Yeah. Well, I hope that everyone was so informed in this episode. All fucking bases were hit. This was a home run, I'd say. Oh, yeah. We started off just with... But a twinkle in our eye. And now we have given full-on birth to a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful recording. I'm so happy about this. I... Was hurt in the beginning of the episode, and now I'm hurt in a different way. In that, yeah. when you guys leave, I'll be here alone. Yeah. You're gonna be alone, and I'm gonna be upset about Elon Musk. <laughs> like we just <laughs> transferred our curses to each other. Welcome, well, welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. That's my hellhound over there. Yeah, Apollo will protect you. No, the fuck he won't. <laughs> no, the fuck he won't. Look at that. He's like mashed potatoes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
so flat on the ground. <laughs> mashed potatoes, man. I'm fucking dead as shit, dude. Yeah. I'm oh. so fucking dead as shit. Um, also, shit, fuck, do you have your panel schedule ready and available? Yes. In the next five to ten seconds? Yes, ma'am. So, to be fair, to be fair... They have not put out the official fucking panel schedule, which thank God, because technically I'm scheduled for four at the same exact time, which um, is not how anything works ever. But this is like the rough draft. So I'll say it out loud, but hopefully that's not it. You'll, You'll see what the problems are. So Thursday... I am doing the new faces of the horror renaissance, Ari Aster, Robert Eagers, and Jordan Peele. On Saturday, I'm doing Return of the Lady from the Black Lagoon, Millicent Patrick, and the Unsung Woman of Horror Cinema. Very important. If you're going to do one thing for me, please go see that. Also, I feel like you can sneak into panels and not the convention. Okay. On Saturday with Rachel, I am doing K-pop, our secret ex- our secret obsession. Uh, also on Saturday, I'm doing a beginner's guide to esports and pro gaming. Uh, also on Saturday, at literally the same time, I am doing also with Rachel the second annual Anime Academy Awards, which is one of the funnest panels I've ever witnessed. I'm super fucking honored to be a part of it. Um, and then I am ending out. My Comic-Con weekend, Fanex weekend, pardon me, don't cease and assist me, San Diego, with When There's No More Room in Hell, The Dead Will Make a Sequel, Dawn of the Dead's 40th anniversary panel. This panel is another one that's kind of fucking a heavy hitter panel. Everyone on this panel is either a producer, director, or special effects makeup artist, and then there's me. So um, also on this panel, shout out a million times Chris Hansen, the makeup artist for Hereditary. Um... Mark Middlemass, who was with me on the History of Horror panel, he's coming back to do this one with me. He's also going to be co-moderating the Lady from the Black Lagoon panel with me. Super excited to work with him. He's incredible. I'm stoked on all the fucking horror panels I've got. Also, potentially, I might be rostered on the Lo-Fi Hip Hop panel and the My Hero Academia panel. So, check that shit out. <clears throat> all right, here's mine. Sith versus Jedi, choose a side. That's Thursday at 3 p.m. Uh, female villains, stereotypes, and more Thursday at 8 p.m. It's real to me, damn it. Professional wrestling and 90 years of theatrics. You have to watch fucking Glow, bitch. <laughs> uh, that's also scheduled for Thursday at 8 p.m. Love it. You see, you see. We gotta hope this irons out. Cool. And then Avengers Endgame. Where do we go from here? Marvel's Phase 4 and Beyond. That's Friday at 11 a.m. From Bronze Age of Comics to Modern, How Indie Comics Change the Industry Forever, Friday at Noon. That's a fucking heavy hitter one. That's, oh, that's so much research. Uh, I can only imagine. Comics and Compilation, Stories to Guide Us, Friday at 6 p.m. And in the Brightest Day in the Blackest Night, Green Lantern's 60th Anniversary, Friday at 7 p.m. No Saturday panels for me. That's going to be my cosplay day, I guess. I haven't gotten to cosplay in years. Are you going to be cosplaying? I I think I'm going to do Gwenum. I love that. Now that I'm way less fat. First of all, feel less shitty in my outfit. Fuck you, but I feel you on that spiritually. And I can't wait to see what you do. I'm doing, um, oh my god, what am I doing? I'm doing some stuff. (laughs) I have cosplays planned out. Oh, I'm wearing the full Ash Overwatch. Mm -hmm. I did a summertime version for the photo shoot. I'm wearing my full Ash for Overwatch. Um, Probably when I do the gaming panel, so Friday or Saturday, Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck that was. Um... I think I'm going to bring out Jon Snow, and then I'll, I'll either give myself a free day or do the classic, like, last-minute cosplay. 
where yeah. I do it the Pretty night fun. before. I always just pull out Tank Girl in a pinch, but that's uh, always a good one. But I think I'm yeah, because if I don't have any, I don't like to cosplay when I do panels. I just feel like yeah, you want to be loosey goosey. Yeah, that's fair. And it's just so much easier to wake up and look like shit instead of having to like plan a whole outfit. So I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Okay, we'll check that shit out. We'll be at FanX. That's the next big thing that we're doing, which requires a lot of research, a lot of love, and a lot of fucking effort. So please support us on our panels. Um, also, Chelsea does the graphic novel book club, which you are doing Paper Girls. Did that happen mm-hmm. already? Nope. It's September. Sep- It'll happen after Comic-Con. After Comic-Con, Paper Girls. You still have time for that. Um, and su- I'm trying to make Patreon content. It's very hard when... Animal services get call- gets called on me on the weekends. Just and post I, my nudes. I'll just do fine. that. And I can't fucking make extra episodes. So anyway, um, support us on all the things. Okay, bye. Bye.